What's happening, everybody? This is V3Cast, episode 17. This is the official Voyager 3 podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Let's get into some topics. What do you say, Aaron and Greg? How you doing? That's what I'm here for. We're going to get into some topics. All right. Greg's counting every episode. I'm still counting 17. Right. He's counting every episode we've done so far. We don't have enough fingers for that. I haven't seen you guys in a minute. Dang, yeah, everybody, everybody looks Sorry. different. Greg's been working out. Greg's got a goatee. Aaron, Aaron shaved his beard off. I don't, even, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Sorry to the people that we uh, have been delayed in this one, but here it is. That's right. Number 17. So, yeah, uh, well, it takes me a long time to grow any facial hair. You guys know that. To get this goatee ready for episode 17, we had to take an extended break. So It's like in... Uh, Castaway when Tom Hanks had to um, shed 200 pounds and, and grow his hair and beard long. That's, That's right. Exactly. To look like a wild man who eats crab, raw crab. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But why did they show that in the trailer? I saw somebody talking about that on a podcast or an interview. They're like, why on earth did they show him slim down in the trailer? It ruins the movie pretty much. Yeah, it's I know. True. Yeah. yeah, that impact. They shouldn't have shown that. That's yeah. true. Dumb shit. Dumb shit. Robert Zemeckis, you should have been on top of that. Sometimes, man, I notice the trailers nowadays, they'll just give you a Cliff Notes version of the whole fucking movie. That's oh, it. Yeah. So you're like, I'm good. I don't need yeah. to see the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, episode 17 is going to be lit, man. Steve dropped an <laughs> F-bomb already. Oh, man. Well, look man, out. You guys better look we're, out. We're we got to put the, the, the bleeps in here now. We're on fire. We're ready to rock and roll. That's right. <laughs> to elevate our rock and roll status, let's talk about our beverages. Yeah. Greg? I got this one this one has a good name. Maybe not so much the art, but the name is good. Now lean it back. Can you read it? Spinal Crusher. Oh yeah. Dang. Nice. Yeah, man. Spinal Crusher. It's from Right Brain Brewery, which is in Traverse City, Michigan. It nice. sounds like a a, a, um, a B-side track for a Godflesh EP. Yeah, I think it might. It, be. It, reminded, it reminded me of Death. Oh, yeah, Spirit Crusher. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So I don't know if these guys are metalheads or not, but um, we had a party over here, and I had to get a, I got this, like, I don't know, 12-pack of, like, it was like an IPA mixed box of right different on. ones. This one was in it, so. Nice. And I'm drinking it out of my Let It Be glass. Oh, man, go. that is just beautiful. That's, That's awesome. a beautiful thing. It is beautiful. <laughs> Aaron, what are you bringing uh, to the table? I wanted to impress the drink hawk. This oh, time. let's oh. see what you got. So I, I can't say if I scooped you on it. I wouldn't even try. You've probably heard of it. You maybe have even had it, but certainly I haven't. Let's see. This, it's got a great name, Mr. Blue Sky. You know, I love uh, electric. Oh, yeah. This is a uh, Michigan, uh, Michigan wheat, cherry wheat ale. And wait, it even has. That sounds sophisticated. Wait, stop right there. What does it have in it? Cherry, bro- brother. <laughs> cherry. <laughs> yeah. That was why. That was why I wait. did it when I, when I got it. I was like, I'm going to show Greg that I can diversify a little bit. So there you go. I have not had that. It's from Griffin Claw. I just checked my phone, and indeed, hell has frozen over. Yeah. Aaron has a cherry beer. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that cherry is okay. Remember, I was giving you my what? inconsistent. I gave you my inconsistent 
bullshit where I was like, some fruits are okay in a beer, <laughs> some are not. Cherry's okay, but banana is not. And Sorry, coffee is the not. Way it is. Coffee's not. But wait, I've you, never ever heard of a, in my whole life a beer that has banana in it. You're making that shit up. They they do it. Line and Kugels probably has it. <laughs> just to just all, to mess with me. All I know is Aaron's a hundred percent wrong about coffee and beer, especially stouts. He's a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> I'm so, wrong that like, I don't like it. <laughs> you're wrong that it doesn't belong. You can like it. That's your statement that certain ingredients don't belong in beer. Isn't that your... That was my statement. I think it was my statement. I think it was. I don't like it. We're going to have to go to the tapes. Let's go to the tapes. Instant replay. (laughs) (laughs) What was Aaron's statement? Cherry's okay, but banana is not. And coffee is not. the way it is. Coffee's not. What are are you drinking, Steve? I found something awesome in the uh, mixer aisle. Um, at Kroger, it is uh, everybody's heard of uh, Fever Tree. They make ginger beers, they make uh, tonic water, club soda, and they also make this pink grapefruit. It is so good, man. And I tell you what, I don't think I'm the only one who thinks that because every time I try to get this lately, the last month or two, it's sold out. Every time I, I get like the last one on the shelf. Cheers. Awesome. It, it's it's super. Uh, Fruity, but not too sweet. Because I think the point of this is to mix it with booze of, mm-hmm. of, 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 of choice, you know, whatever you're making. But I just drink it right out of the bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve's been hanging out at Kroger because I, I kept finding all these ginger beers he hadn't seen at Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> he switched up his, his game plan. Oh, no. You know what? I take that back. This is from Meyer. Kroger doesn't carry Fever Tree, at least not that oh. I saw. So Meyer, sorry. I stand corrected. There you go. But I, I've been bird dogging Kroger. Yeah, I put my feet on his couch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to get into our first topic tonight, which is the classic sci-fi horror film, <clears throat> which uh, came out on August 15th, 1997. And it's called Event Horizon. I know we've all seen it. Now, here's a little a fun note. It was all three of us. We saw it the weekend it came out. Do y'all remember where we were at? Yeah, we were either in Cleveland or Young, Youngstown. I don't uh, remember. In my, in my brain, it's Cleveland. So, Cleveland. Right. so if, Cleveland two of us, if two of us think Cleveland, then it must be Cleveland. But uh, way back when we were in Forge and we did our very first tour, it was kind of like a Midwest, East Coast thing. Uh, we had a day off on a Sunday in Cleveland, and we went and saw Event Horizon. It, it had probably yeah. been out for maybe a week or two, something like I that. I don't need, I know. I think it was opening weekend. Oh, it was? Okay, yeah. sweet. I'm pretty, that's my memory. Also, don't forget, Tom was there, our buddy Tom. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he went with us the whole time. Yeah. yeah. I went there to Camp Algonquin with Tom, and uh, he, he reminded me, because we were gearing up to talk about Event Horizon. I was like, Tom, you were there, right? He was, so, yeah. Nice man, I forgot about was, that. Now I was, now I remember. It was an instant hit with us. Like we were in on the ground floor with that movie, you know. Like we didn't discover it on DVD or something. Years later, we were there right in the beginning, and we all loved it. That's so. right. Uh, we were in the minority, unfortunately, because it didn't yeah. get great reviews and it didn't do a lot of money at the box office. But you know that never matters to me, I, and I, no. I don't think you guys either. But 
what and a fantastic cult, film the cult has built over the last bunch of years it, it ended up being a cult classic which is usually i don't know usually but a lot of times the way it goes there they don't do well in the box office and then they just build that word of mouth momentum over like 20 years you know that's right yeah so uh, it was directed by uh paul ws anderson and the story goes is that the film before event horizon was mortal Kombat that he did and mortal Kombat was a pretty big hit um it, it made the studio a lot of money while the same studio was waiting for titanic to come out because they they uh th they knew it was going to be a fall time film for titanic but they wanted to sneak in a late summer movie so that's how event horizon came to be and 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 they had uh paul ws anderson direct it because of his track record from mortal Kombat. he went on to do a lot of other movies i know you guys have seen most of his stuff right um almost all the resident evils um he did he did alien versus predator and he did that death race um remake slash prequel and he did pompeii i didn't see that um and i also didn't see monster hunter but it has mila jovovich in it so monster put, hunter is great is it i never saw oh. it i'll have to uh, put that on my list it's a video game movie and you can tell i mean it's just a big silly ridiculous adventure like the sword is like six feet long if not mm. more um right. it's it's awesome very cool and uh the music to event horizon I, I've, I've always liked it's uh michael kamen but uh i guess uh paul ws anderson was a fan of orbital which is a kind of a um european electronic band and he had them collaborate with michael kamen to to help flush out some more um otherworldly sounds and synthetic stuff synthesizers and stuff like that so that's pretty sweet what do you and i'm glad you it? guys remember that like going to see that movie in the theater because i don't re i don't have any memory of that really, really man really huh are you sure it was me oh, oh yeah. yeah positive yeah it was the it was the decloaking uh and i must have been asleep during that movie <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't remember at all I specifically i remember we walked out it was like still daytime when we came out which is always great when you walk out in the summer and it's still daytime out of a movie it's like magic ever since you're a kid yeah but you you turned to me greg you turned to me specifically you said that's one of the best movies i've ever seen and i'll never forget this moment and, then you, <laughs> you and i probably said something like i'm so glad that i shared in this moment with you guys it'll live in my memory forever and yeah. try it. and I then i forgot about it the next day yeah and you were crying and everything i mean it was just the I really hugged, beautiful I, moment. yeah i hugged you guys and this is a really like <laughs> important moment in your life and i'm sorry i forgot it man forgot. man oh man but i do love the movie you know how he pitched the movie was the shining in space right so Which so you know you know we're gonna love it <laughs> yeah right i mean it delivers like i've watched it a bunch of times and watching it again i, I watched it more critically this time because i knew we were going to be talking about it and i was looking at the design of the ship it was based on the the Notre Dame uh, Notre Dame Cathedral, and no one, as far as I know, had ever based a science fiction ship design on something like that, like Gothic architecture, you know. And yeah, and it's just deadly. Like the whole fucking thing is so menacing. The idea that any insane person would design a spaceship that looks like every surface is designed you know, meant to kill you or maim you, you know, everything is pointy and, and sharp and bladed. 
and then they're like, well, let's get on here and go out into outer space. Right. It's amazing. Oh yeah. It's the, awesome. uh, the, um, I forgot what, oh, the, the drive room yeah. at the back of the ship. It looks like Spinning. Thunderdome. Right. Basically it's, like, like one wrong step and you're going to be impaled. That, that, which that is everybody a good point. gets in, like three people get impaled in that room. <laughs> oh and my it's, God. it's so awesome. It, and, uh, you're never comfortable in any moment of that movie. Not one moment. Yeah. You're always trying to figure it out. It's, it's, it's also got that mystery element to it, which I think is kind of understated because it's, it's definitely sci-fi and horror in your face, but the whole time, the way it's been constructed and directed, you're always trying to figure out, wait, what is going on? Like with the visions, you don't quite know what that is at mm-hmm. first, especially if it's the, maybe the first or second time you've seen it. You just don't understand, um, putting it all together that these crew people are seeing like, you know, um, regrets or uh or you know bad things that have happened to them but it doesn't make sense at first and some of that's probably because of the edit to the i know they made him cut it down um a lot and uh there was probably more flushing out of that stuff if it was able to be kept but uh the studio wanted a real trim film with less gore too by the way so maybe the rumor is somewhere out there might be a uh, director's cut um, because yeah. he, he cut it, you know, that way originally, but I think a lot of it got lost though. Yeah. I, I, I read an interview with him and he said like, that stuff is just gone and it's in horrible shape. And, you know, and, and I finally, cause I used to, for 20 years, I was like, man, give me the longer version with more gore and all that stuff. Yeah. But finally this time I said, you know what? It, it's perfect the way it is. Even though it was like sort of taken out of his hand, sometimes that creates, a, a cooler an, another edge with art like if you look back at lucas when he didn't have any clout and he did star wars and he couldn't do everything the way he wanted to it's part of what makes it so great then you give him the you know the freedom to do anything in in episode one and he uh right fa- failed so Goes nuts <laughs> um yeah so i think that i don't even care about like a some director's cut or a extended version with more gore like because when they show those weird little moments of that um that whole slaughterhouse kind of thing that's going slaughterhouse orgy that's going on in the movie yeah it's cool because you can't really tell what's going on you know and and if they had more of it it would be like oh wow this is crazy but i don't know if it would help it you know yeah true sometimes less is more yeah. but uh i'm just so enamored with the gateway and maybe what was over there that I'm, I'm, I was hoping that maybe we could get a little something of whatever that is, but who knows yeah. if that was even filmed, you know, I'm just, right. I just want a little bit more of that world, I guess. Cause it's so mysterious and, and obviously horrific. We just want to know yeah. more about it. They found all that footage for uh, Nightbreed that they thought was lost. Right. And they, they were able to restore that movie pretty much back to, I think what he originally intended. Yeah. yeah, anything's possible. You never anything's know. Anything's possible, Aaron. You just never know. Anything's possible. <laughs> I need to see Nightbreed now. And one of the best things about the movie is Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, everything about the movie is great, you know, but Lawrence Fishburne, um, when he, and that was probably the first movie I saw with him that I really noticed how great he was. Um, and his, his, he's just so steely through the whole movie and like he gets some of the best lines when he when he um when he gets to say fuck this ship you know all that yeah like, it's like <laughs> that that classic um moment in in horror movies like maybe poltergeist or something where the family has a chance to leave and they don't you know 
Yeah. Or, or, you know, I mean, in a lot of different horror movies. And he, as soon as he's able to leave, he's like, fuck this ship, we're leaving. Yeah. And of course, the ship has other plans, but at least he took that opportunity when it happened, you know? And yeah. He's so good. He's so great in that movie. Sam Neill's, everybody's great in that movie. Yeah. Don't forget, too, that we, we uh, loved uh, Lawrence Fishburne from uh, Cadence which was about oh, maybe yeah, th- three yeah. years or three or four years, something like that before that. But no, I hear you. That, that's definitely still in the uh, beginning wave of his rise to, you know, legend status in, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. it's, hard to name, it's hard to name a movie that Lawrence Fishburne is in that he doesn't make better. That's I know, true. man. It's, it's totally true. And, and, and also another uh, honorable mention to Kathleen Quinlan because she was the lady in the uh, Twilight Zone remake of the, uh, you know, the boy who could wish for anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember that when I was a really little kid seeing that. And uh, that's that same actress. So I got, I got a soft spot for her. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Jolie, Jolie uh, Richardson is great. Um, yeah, and everybody. Didn't you love Cooper, the character of Cooper? Like the smart ass, kind of like... Uh, you know, comic relief sometimes, but, yeah. but, but also a badass at the same right. time. Yeah. When he goes and rescues the dude, the kid, he goes oh, into right. that muck, that yeah. um, other dimensional in, in, thing. Into the gateway or whatever. And Coop goes like, you know, barrels over to get him and pulls him out of that. That's yeah. What yeah. Because he was like the safety guy. A lot of those guys have served on that ship. Um, the Lewis and Clark for for a long time. You get the sense of it, and they wrote that very, very well. They have good camaraderie and everything. I remember it took me a while to uh, understand and, and and comprehend like the ship itself is like alive. You know, yeah. I, I I didn't get that the first couple times I saw. It. I just thought they were hallucinating, and, and and it didn't really go further than that. Or maybe they were possessed, but then <clears throat> later on, if, if you watch the film more you realize okay the ship actually is like the conduit for right. them so this really great writing and they they leave things open because yeah they mention hell but you don't know if it went to hell it doesn't even really have a name even sam neil says hell is just a word mm-hmm. the reality is much much worse and like it doesn't matter if they went to hell or just like a, a sort of black hole or another dimension whatever it is it's not something humans were ever meant to be right and uh so they don't like define it and they don't um, show you too much of it. And then also they leave it open at the end where uh, you don't know if they're really out of it or not. I mean, whoever survives, you don't know if they really got out of it or not, or if they're always, if, if they'll never leave. And they also really left it open for a sequel, but it's a rare time where I'm glad they didn't do a sequel because yeah. it can just be its own thing, you know, and exist in its own space and not, um, be a part of a series that might or might not have been good. Yeah. Event Horizon. Totally recommended if nobody is, if anybody's listening hasn't seen it. Um, to some people, it'll be brand new. And to other people, they, uh, they realize the classicness that it is. Maybe you saw it when, when it came out and you just don't remember. <laughs> so, you know, you should definitely go watch it again. That's right. Right. As you know, here on V3Cast, we watch all kinds of movies. Some of them we have on Blu-ray, DVD, VHS. Sometimes we stream them. We are going to have a little segment here called 2B Suggestions. If you don't know, 2B is this really cool, free app. You know, it's kind of like Netflix, but they have a really eclectic selection of uh, movies. So uh, we're going to give you each a pick right now to check out on 2B. you got to sit through some commercials, but... 
you know, it's free, man. So just sit there and watch them and don't complain. <laughs> That's right. There, That's right. Th- there's no complaining on Tubi. Just enjoy. No. Just shut up and watch it. <laughs> yeah. Just sit through the commercials. It's not Download that bad. the You'll Tubi. Make, make an account. Sit down and shut up and watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, all right. Yeah. You had a well, great one that you were that you were mentioning earlier. Yeah, well, it's well, it's new to me. I mean, Tubi is uh, such a wealth of <laughs> like movies that you've never seen. Man, it sure the with, hell is. It's great with with people that you certainly know. So here's a good example of that. I found this movie called Fear City, and I like the name of it, but I also like the cover art. Yeah, <laughs> but it has uh, Tom Berenger. Jack Scalia, Billy D. Williams, Melanie Griffith, uh, Radon Chong is in this. And it's basically about these guys who, uh, basically there's a, uh, I'll read the description here. There's a psychopath on the loose in Manhattan who is stalking and mutilating beautiful strippers employed by booking agents, Matt Rossi and Nikki Parzino. Uh, so that's basically the premise of the movie. But, um, what's cool about it is like, the psychopath there's kind of like a weird martial arts tie-in and he's like i, I don't know I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this movie i had never heard of it and no. i just wa- i just went into it blind it was 1984 and it's all that vintage like new york film footage that that we loved about new york ninja and yeah um so like i'm watching it and it was very much reminding me of how new york ninja looks it's like that grimy old new york like well yeah i mean if it's 84 it was filmed like literally simultaneously basically like the right. new york ninja was at 24th street right and, and he, that production was in a couple of the shots steve you might be in a couple of the shots in this movie you don't know you don't be on roller skates in the background i didn't look that closely you have but, to watch uh, it a second time and give us a report back <laughs> i'll tell you what like i was pleasantly surprised by it and man tom berenger man that's a good looking guy right on. i'm not gonna lie yeah he is right no. on and uh so yeah fear city i think it's a good one uh definitely one i was completely unaware of and it has a bunch of people that you know oh did i mention billy d williams yes you did yep well yes, let me did. mention him again billy d williams is in it <laughs> talk about talk about handsome men that's right. Yeah, also very handsome. That's right. All right. What is your Tubi pick, Aaron? Well, we kind of came up with this impromptu, so I went with the first thing that popped into my head. This is not obscure, but it is awesome, and it works for me. Uh, G.I. Joe. They have, like, either all the episodes or most of the episodes, the classic old G.I. Joe series. What's wrong and, with that? Man, nothing's it's wrong great. with that, man. That's the best. You can pick that, Aaron. It's allowed. I can, right? I can pick it. It's not a movie, but I can pick it. That's yeah, all right. So what? Yeah. Yeah. If, if there's anybody, if there's anybody out there who thinks that Aaron can't pick it because it's it's a cartoon and not a movie, you just need to shut up and watch GI <laughs> Joe. Shut up and watch it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I was. I've been trying to watch them in order, and whenever I go on Tubi, I know that I can't miss with GI Joe. Steve. Man, good picks, guys. Good picks. Okay, so speaking of 1984 and speaking of New York Ninja, I'm going to suggest a great John Liu film called Invincible Armor. It was a film much earlier in his career when he only just acted. So he's a co-star in this film, and it is one of his best ones. It's great fight 
uh, sequences and choreography. Really cool story. Uh, the music is cool. Um, so if you want to see John Liu in his prime, I would say, um, definitely watch Invincible Armor. Top notch. I cool. guarantee it. You'll like it. You yeah, sit up and just sit through the damn commercials. Stop complaining about the damn commercials. That's right. <laughs> you sit there. You and shut up. Watch the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for friends doing cool stuff, and we are talking about our great friend Dirk Manning, who is a kick-ass comic book author. He has comics such as. Tales of Mystery, Nightmare World, and Twisted's Haunted Highons. So the yeah. comic that we want to let you know about is one called Hope. It's a newer one that he's done. It's written by Dirk Manning and co-created and illustrated by Kaylin Smith. Uh, I'm going to read you the sizzle line. Do you guys want to hear the sizzle line from Amazon.com? Yeah, I want to hear that. Julie Lavelle is a suburban mom who loves her daughter and her husband. She's also a superhero known as Hope. When her secret identity is released to the public, Julie discovers that not all villains can be punched. That's where it starts off. Not bad, huh? So, see, most superheroes have that um, secret identity for years and years and years. Well, apparently in this one, they get that out of the way right away. So that's, that's a cool twist, right? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so um, he, there's a collection coming out. It's called Hope Volume 1 mother special edition and dirk himself says not only does it contain the full original miniseries but it also contains deleted scenes from the first story arc and a brand new in continuity prose story written by dirk so you guys gotta check this out and and check out this fun fact too it comes out on november 30th which is the exact same day as the new york ninja sequel comic book so you gotta go into your local comic book shop and ask for the Hope Volume 1 and New York Ninja sequel, and you're going to have a great collection of comics to read. Yeah. There you go. Nice. That's right, man. Dirk is always busy. Busiest man in comics. I know. Yeah, he's yeah. hitting all the um, comic conventions. He's uh, he, Oh, he also does that Right or Wrong uh, comic, or not comic, but it's a book that teaches you how to be a comic book author. So, I mean, yeah. he's covering every base, man. It's beautiful. <laughs> You know what Dirk is? You know what he is? He's What's a hustler. That? He's a hustler. Yeah. He's a classic yeah. hustler. He's always on the move. He's always getting his shit done. He's always out there at all the conventions. He's working on books all the time. I mean, that's a guy who made it happen 100%, right. you know, the independent way. So. Okay, we got some Voyager 3 news for you. Um, as previously mentioned, we have a new ladies-style T-shirt of the Undead design that was uh, released earlier this year. So go to uh, our website to pick up one for yourself, voyager3store.com, V-O-Y-A-G-3R-Store.com. And uh, for those who don't know, there's a New York Ninja sequel comic book coming out on November 30th. And uh, in celebration of that, we're going to play a live concert at Comics and More in Madison Heights, Michigan on Saturday, December 3rd. And more information on that is at our website, voyager3.com, V-O-Y-A-G-3-R.com. You mean we're going to be playing in an actual comic book store? Man, you got that right. All right. With that big old Hulk 
uh, display he's got up yeah. in the corner. Like yep. he's looking at you, and there's a punch out, an old school punch out arcade game. I'm gonna lose oh, my yeah. mind up in that place. It's gonna be great. This is our second time playing at Comics and More. We played there when the band was still pretty dang new. Mm-hmm. Like, Way uh, back in the day, man. I think we only just had um, Victory in the Battle Chamber seven inch out, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So I think, there's, I think there's footage of that on YouTube, and like the arrangement of some of those songs is a little bit different compared, right. you know, because it was still early on the stuff that would be on Doom Fortress. It's uh, yeah, it's yeah. the kind of show where I will end up leaving spending money in the venue we played. Well, right. I was about to say, that's Aaron's kind of show. He gets to spend the whole day hanging out in a comic book store. Yeah. Not bad. Last time, I'll tell you what, here's the truth. Last time we played at Comics and More, I ended up leaving with this beautiful sculpture of Jesse Custer from Preacher. Come on now. Nice. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, you were eyeing that. That was like um, up behind the cashier, mm-hmm. up high up, you know, so that yeah. so that it was safe. And you're like, All day. I, I got to take that home with me. All day I was looking at it. And at the end of the night, I was like, how much for that Jesse Custer? <laughs> it. There we go. Let's cash it out. Hey, did you guys know that uh, it's fall now? It's officially fall 2022. Yes. So what comes with fall is Halloween. And what comes with Halloween is another Michael Myers Halloween film. This happens to be what they're saying is the last one. Do you believe it? No. I don't believe it. Nope. Um, Halloween Ends comes out on October 14th. And uh, the trailer looks great. I know that by now everybody's seen it because it's been out for a little bit now. But we never really talked about it. So uh, in celebration of it being fall and only, what, under a month away now from... Uh, our favorite holiday that's right certainly is this looks like it's going to be great um it's got all the recipe that uh i think you need you know it's got uh john carpenter with his son cody carpenter and and uh daniel davies doing the the music like they've done for the last couple um the trailer looks great it looks like it's setting up to be the ultimate showdown between laurie strode and michael myers what do y'all think yeah it looks good. I um I only recently saw Halloween Kills, um, and and I'd heard so much bad stuff about it, and I I wasn't sure really how I felt about it. But like I remember uh, watching it and thinking, it, this movie takes itself so seriously. And then I'm like, but isn't that what you normally love? Like you don't like I don't like you know when they take horror movies and make them all jokey and fucking take all the edge off yeah. uh, by making them stupid. And that movie wasn't didn't have many jokes at all um you know a couple but it took itself seriously and i thought well that that should be a reason to like it so i was trying to figure out how i really felt about it but overall it was it was it was pretty cool i liked how they did the stuff about the paranoia around the town and mm-hmm. everybody's like chasing the wrong guy and kind of turning into a mob i thought that was some obviously some uh commentary on uh what's been going on in our our country and everything and um um, so yeah, like the more I thought about it after I watched it, it sunk in a little more and I thought that was pretty cool. And I'm definitely looking forward to part three. Yeah. And they, they got, uh, David Gordon Green directing this one again. So it's going to probably have the same mojo, you know, I, I, I would imagine, uh, carrying over to this one. But yeah, that's the biggest thing is they're, they're really hyping it up to be the, the last one and it, it truly ends. But 
as we all know with all those franchise movies like that, they always find a way to bring something back, you know, who knows? We'll have to see. Right. I mean, there's, there's, there's movies where you're, well, at least for me, there's movies where I'm always going to go to see them. Right. Like, yeah. I'm not sure I needed another Indiana Jones movie, but you better know that I'm going to be there watching it. Yep. You know, I'm not sure I needed all these star Wars movies, but you better know I'm going to watch them all. Right. Um, yeah. you know, including Andor, which now is out on Disney plus, you know, like there's just certain things when they, if they keep putting content out, I'll be there to watch it. So, yeah, I mean, it used to be a tradition with my brother and I, for a while there, they were putting uh, star Wars movies out at Christmas time. So like, it kind of got to be a thing like, Oh, Hey, it's almost Christmas time. My brother and I are going to go sit in the theater and watch star Wars. So mm -hmm. like now that's kind of transitioned to this, this Halloween thing. Now my brother goes usually with me to see these, this recent trilogy of, of Halloween movies. So it's one of those franchises. I'm always going to watch it. I'm always going to be interested in it. And, uh, I all, I a hundred percent agree that there will be another Halloween movie. This will not be the last one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a great character. I mean, it's probably the most iconic horror character of all time. So, you know, the odds of them using it again is very likely. Yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, the, the trailer was pretty intense. Uh, there's a little, uh, battle, uh, over, a sink and a garbage disposal. And so that, that was pretty intense. You wanted to see what was going to happen more. And then I think a knife went through a hand. So that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we have to make a deal is as long as we're all going to be in town on October 14th or as soon as possible, we have to go see it all in the same theater. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. It'll be, you know, uh, out here and where I live, they have the biggest screen in Michigan. So I have to, I have to assume that they're going to show Halloween ends on the, what they call the super Emacs. Maybe yeah. I can convince you guys to come out here and we'll watch it on that screen. Yeah. You've already convinced me. I'll <laughs> invite my, we can invite Ian. Yeah, like, man. Shout out to Ian, man. Film What's guys happening? That we know. Yeah. Take it easy. Him and I just went and watched uh, Jaws in 3D together. Yeah. Oh, I know that yeah. must have been out outstanding. Not Jaws 3D. No, no, Jaws, Jaws in, in 3D. 3D. Yeah. I get it. I totally yeah. get it. There's a big difference. Now, now hold on. I like them both because <laughs> I'm that way with Jaws. But Jaws in 3D was amazing. I know this is a footnote to Halloween ends, but if you, I don't know. I don't even know if Jaws in 3D is still in the theaters, but if it is and you haven't seen it, you should go see it. All right. Well, this has been V3Cast episode 17. If you guys have any feedback or anticipation or comments about the new Halloween Ends film coming out October 14th, or if you're a fan of Dirk Manning's comic books, let us know what your favorite one is. Um, and then if you've seen Event Horizon, let us know what your favorite parts are, what was your favorite character. Um, or if you haven't seen it, man, download it, buy the Blu-ray, whatever it takes. Go check out Event Horizon. Yeah. So we will see you guys next time on V3Cast.